Hello friends, welcome back to Can't Take a Joke Podcast, really appreciate you joining us again. Ben joins us today and we talk about SpaceX, we're going to talk about his anxiety about the dissociation from time. We're going to talk about space time and how it affects our gravity, and I'm going to explain the subjective macrocosm of time and the limits of our observable universe. It's going to be a great talk, we're going to talk about some time travel too and Einstein proving it. Uh, Thank you again for joining us, hope you enjoy. Okay, so what I found was, this was published two days ago, it says why SpaceX's starship keep blowing up as SN10 becomes third to explode. SpaceX made its first successful starship landing on Wednesday after a high altitude test, but the rocket ended up exploding into a fireball soon after. It says the test which took place at around 6.15pm East was SpaceX's third attempt at launching a Starship rocket to a high altitude before shutting all the engines off, allowing it to plummet towards the Earth and then restarting all the engines for a vertical landing. The rocket called SN10 appeared to successfully touch touch down 6 minutes and 20 seconds after taking off. It reached an altitude of about 6.2 miles. Okay. That, w- w- that was on its way down? Yes. SpaceX has not publicly confirmed why the rocket exploded. So basically the rocket exploded. Uh, really? That's okay. Don't you see how much of a victory this was? Uh, uh, no, it's doable. Exp- it still landed, yeah. Yeah, no, ex- no wait, la- I understand it landed. That was crazy. This is oh, it, it, dude, it gets me so excited. No, don't this get, is such me, a me and Jake I read something and about a, on this shit. a space hotel being opened space. by 2027. <laughs> I love space. I love space. Did you ever take the shot? I think we're about to. All right, fuck I'm so invested in this Where's conversation, though. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Coke? Okay. Why are you whispering? Can you hear me, Coke? I don't what think I'd fuck? go to space if, if I was offered the opportunity. I don't think I'd go. Would you go I would go, go to would space you, you if s- Neil deGrasse Tyson offered his fucking grandma a spot. What are you taught? What? I wouldn't Did he go. do that? I don't know. No, he hasn't, which is the reason I would never get in a commercial were- flight. If you were offered a, a, a spot. Actually, I just read something I, if, about no, some... Chi- first off, stop <coughs> yelling. And second... <coughs> you asshole. I wouldn't... I, if I was Neil deGrasse Tyson, I wouldn't want my grandmother going to space either. Because just in the case that she died in space, I would want her to die on the planet Earth. Mm, yeah, no, that's true. His, his, quote, his quote was, while he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, they were talking about... Um, they were talking about Elon Musk and his, his efforts... Neil deGrasse Tyson said, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the boy, said, until Elon Musk comes to me personally, not not his exact quote, but basically what his point was, until he comes to me personally and says um, that, can your grandma, can your grandmama go up there? Would you send your grandmama up there? And and Elon Musk says, yes. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to go to space. Neil deGrasse Tyson's most, I um, the way he wants to die. When people ask him if you could die anyway, I listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love the man. He's my. He's. I. I hope. Uh. <laughs> We're gonna have him on this podcast eventually. Oh yeah. Fret not. He's gonna be here. I listen to him all the time. And what he said was, um, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh. He basically, in, I'm paraphrasing, he said, 
he basically asked Joe Rogan as if he was asking Elon Musk, can your grandma go up there? And until Elon Musk gives him a definite answer, that he can send his grandma. Neil deGrasse Tyson, what is he, like 56, 56 years old? He said, until like, she can go up there with completely no risk, he's not going anywhere. But his ideal way to die is by a black hole. So he'll get spaghettified. That's, he, that's a term. That sounds, that's a term copyrighted by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Spaghettified. That when you go like to a eter- when you go to a fucking black that hole. Sounds like eternal torture. I don't want that. No, you think it's, you that's think it's a eternal great way torture? to die. I think if you go into a black hole, your your idea of time is no longer what we know what time is. Okay, so but you're gonna question Neil deGrasse Tyson. It could just be an, yes. eternal torture. Basically, it could be. Well, that's oh, where it's down to the self. Are you prepared for that kind of disconstitution? No. Why would you? Why would you risk? You can reach that through meditation. That's complete unknown. Yeah, like. Ooh, wait, what did you just say about meditation? You could reach a point of self-constitution to the point where your spirit is almost in. You could survive being spaghettified in a spiritual sense. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're talking about black holes. Yeah, and that's what Ben and I saw. A real thing. Wait, black so, holes. So by med- yes. by meditation, you survive a black hole. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the concept of time, if you lose that reality of time, being able to put yourself in a present and understand, l- become comfortable with the dissociation of time, mm-hmm. you'll be able to handle that mindset in the <coughs> sense that even without time you will still be able to function as a sane being. Yeah, but honestly, man, like, to dissociate yourself from time is one of my biggest anxieties. Like, But once you break through that point, it becomes easy. What I, well, wait. But I, it's I, almost like you can't comprehend it, so it's honestly impossible. You what can I, comprehend it once you put your mind to it. What I have a, wait, hold on. What I have a question it's is about... It's uncomprehensible. You don't understand, like... What I have a question about is what do you mean that gives you... Uh, is one of your biggest anxieties? What do you mean by that? I'm saying, like, you dissociation from anything, like yourself, what you understand time to be. It's like you can't... You can't. Like, it's impossible. Like, we live moment to moment. We live moment to moment. Like, you're... You could empty your mind. You could, like, understand meditation as, like, the emptying of your mind, right? It's basically, like... Well, I see Becoming one with eternity. Exactly. You see it as the emptying. I see it as the fortification. Building up for that point of release to... A, a substance that can take form. If you know the fuck I'm talking about, that makes sense. If not, are you talking about like manifestation well, out of thin air? Well, no, no. Explain not at what you're talking That's about. What it seems like. So when you say that time is impossible to wrap our minds around, it's because there's a thousand different ways to look at time. You can look at time from our mundane perspective as an everyday thing. You know, there's 24 hours in a day. We're awake for 12 hours out of the day. And the measurement of time is different than exactly. Time. The measurement of time is different. From measurement time time of time is just basically a social construct. Because again, yeah. and if you look at the scientific construct of space-time, 
well, space-time isn't physical, it's theoretical, but imagine you you take a blanket. Alex, you're sitting across the table from me. You hold one end of this blanket, and I hold the other end, and we pull it taut. Okay. So it's flat. It's a flat surface. Ben takes a basketball, and he drops a basketball dead in the center of this blanket. All right? Even though we're pulling it taut, it's still, it's gonna still gonna make that indentation. There's going to be a bowl pretty much in the bottom of that blanket. Now imagine that basketball is our planet sitting on space-time. You and I are pulling that space-time taut, but that planet is sitting in the center, making that indentation. So if we were to take a marble, and if we were to roll it around that circle, that bowl in the blanket, it would circle around like a funnel. If that kept going forever and ever, that's gravity. That's how the moon orbits our planet. You can look at that as space-time, and you can also see how time exists on its own dimension. We have our own perception of time, but again, as we talked about earlier, the definition of our observable universe is simply that, God bless you. God bless you. The light at a certain point is so far away that we're seeing into the past. Okay, wait. So that's, yeah, again. You lost me in the end there. I kind of understood, but what did you say? Say the last thing one more time. Yeah, say the light part. Fucking sneezing. I was sneezing. I fucked that. I'm back now, so I can help them understand. Say the light part. I took physics one. Yeah, again, so what I was saying (laughs) earlier is when we have our perception of time, and again, how when you look up at the stars and you see a patchwork of time, you're looking at stars from 100,000 years ago, 100 million years ago, 10 million years ago. It's a patchwork of time. And the definition of our observable universe is that at some point in our universe, uh, if us being the center point, there is a point where the light becomes so far away that we will be looking into the past. That that light will be taking so long to reach us that we will be looking (coughs) into the past. Therefore meaning we can't see beyond that point because we're looking into the past. So when we say our observable universe, those are the boundaries of our observable observable of our observable universe so our universe is only observable through time yeah and that's dude it's fascinating but so that's where you can say okay time doesn't exist but time does exist to us just on we just it's just a such dozen a hard, different spectrums. I, we I don't believe have a, we don't have a way to process there's no the, measure we can't measure it in no, the way that we've yeah, always yeah, yeah, thought yeah. we could. No, I we don't I have agree a tangible means I, to measure. I believe time. in the idea of time. Don't get me wrong, I believe in the idea of time, but I don't believe in time as in like by the sixty minutes or by the hour. Yeah. Or by the or by the two hours because like it's that a thing, it, but we can't measure that, it the way we always but thought that's we how could. We, we measure it that in our I, mundane sense is to cope with our physical reality. No, exactly. I and that, coping that, with that reality is what gives me anxiety. It's like the dissociation of yourself right. from like that what's actually I, fucking happening here. That in and of itself is a social construct. By basically just measuring time by twenty four by like sixty minutes by basically an hour, which is the same thing, but by two hours, by 24 hours, by 48 hours. That is is interesting, the fact that it's all made up by one person just saying, like, oh, two days will be 48 uh, hours. I mean, it's honestly, society, we couldn't run 
we couldn't run our lives without it, obviously. You need like, time. we need it. No. We, no, the way we measure it, we need it. Yes, you absolutely. Know why we measure it the way we measure it? Is because of the Mayans. The Mayans were the first one to actually right. develop a time... Uh, Jake, the Mayans were the first... What's the word? Time... Time-dependent calendar? The Mayans... Cre- not, they created the first astral calendar. Um, I mean, the the Egyptians and the Mayans were creating this around the same time on opposite sides of the planet. And what it was, they started with the sundials. Again, so you would take an obelisk, and it would just be a straight pole, and it would go up into the sky. Okay, let me back you up real quick. What is an obelisk? An obelisk is, again, so... Obelisk. Okay, I said it wrong. An obelisk is just a tall, a monolith, a a statue that's just straight up. What's a monolith? (laughs) So, uh, imagine... (laughs) imagine, You said three words I don't understand. Imagine the Washington Monument, okay? So, the giant pencil, but at a much smaller scale. Okay. So, what you get is... A shadow, but the shadow looks like the hand of a clock. Okay, I understand. Like a sundial? You ever seen yeah. one? Yeah, 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 a sundial. So they would be able to track the shadow in the movement of the sun in a geometric pattern that they were able to track, relate to mathematics, and then from that they were also able to calculate the sun and its mm. orbit, mm. the planets, and the astrology, <clears throat> astronomy and the constellations. And that's where you get a lot. That's where, I mean, you even see it branch out into, uh, like, sea, navigating the sea, how they're using constellations to track their positions, to track where they need to be going. It all starts with understanding your position from the sun and its shadow. And that's where, you know, ancient calendars really are the backbone of that. And it's, it's fascinating. I don't know how you guys got to that, but yeah. Well, basically, it's just, like, all, like, we need those things to survive on the planet. Like, we need structure in that way to figure out what to do. But, like, on a more spiritual, like, just existential scale of time, it's totally irrelevant, basically. Like, we need time the way we've always measured it to survive on our planet. I think we take time for granted, yeah, because like, because we we don't truly understand the way it works, like we we no measure it the way we've always experienced it, but like we don't, like it's that's all we've ever experienced. We don't, like it's completely incomprehensible, and that's what gives me anxiety. Well, it's like this is all we ever will know, all we've will know, and it's like. But, but there's not. so much more. Like, this is such a limited view of what's so, actually, actually happening. So, let me here. touch on this real quick. Why? You said it gives us anxiety. Maybe to other people it doesn't give them anxiety. Why does... I'm assuming it gives you anxiety. Why does it give you anxiety? That's what I wanted to know. I told you. It's yeah. because it's com- completely incomprehensible. Like, knowing something... Like, this is... Like, you know everything here. Yes, Jake. We understand. But Once he's done, you go. Like this is Jake everything. Was raising his hand. This is all we know. <laughs> like you see these bottles. I'm holding this bottle right now. Yes. Now it's down. Yes. But it's like, have you ever thought of time working backwards? Yeah. Yes. Like, what's so hard to imagine about that? It's like nothing. Maybe everything happens in an instant, and it's like the way we live, we don't think about that all the time and it's like we can't 
comprehend like I can't even explain okay, it to so you because we, we can comprehend it. We haven't reached that point yet. And that's what's really that's why so we are such a depressed generation is because we're at this peak and we are at the final forefront of it, but human nature is blocking us off. Because if you look at the course of humanity, you get these amazing moments. You get the, the typewriter, the, the, co the copier. You're able to publish to the masses. You get the, the telegraph, which opens up microphones. It opens up telephones. It opens up everything. You get Nikola Tesla. Every, he opened up the entire modern world for us, and he did it under the covers. And, nobody... and who, who is he, for those who don't know? Nikola Tesla? Dude, he invented the, the ACDC current and modern electricity as we have it today. But my entire point there being the is internet. that we are on the cusp. YouTube. We have what we need to reach that point. Dude, we're on the brink here, boys. And Brink the, of society. No, it's human fear. Not kidding. <laughs> All right, guys, so check this out. Like, Because the solution... The next breakthrough for humanity... You can say, okay, like, oh, 5G phone... There's no such thing as 5G, okay? It's I don't just, even understand. It's just, a rebanded, it's just a rebranded 4G. It's, it's, it's okay, 5G basically is basically fucking wavelength. That's all it is. Okay, it's a different wavelength. And it doesn't exist. Whatever. So... <laughs> the I don't next, know anything about <laughs> Jake, they don't understand, but I understand. I don't. The next step... For humanity to progress is through nuclear energy. It is waste efficient. What do you mean by that? Well, that's what I'm explaining. Okay. So well, check this asking. out. Check this out. So okay, actually, before you keep going, to the two of you, you don't understand what or what we're talking about, what we're about to talk about. Yeah, I don't. This I is don't. science. So <laughs> that's unhelpful. <laughs> because it, uh, fucking Ben knows everything about audio recording. You know no, everything about everything else. I know nothing. Me? Alex is probably the smartest person I know. What's your point here? Whoa, My man. point is, you. you're not as smart as us. <laughs> that was like the least descriptive thing in the world. His entire okay, point continue. was kind of just like shut up for a minute and let Jake talk. No, okay, so like Jake <laughs> talks about you're gonna explain five G first. You gotta explain hold on. You gotta explain like 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 I'm being honest, like you gotta explain like, like from base one? Yeah, I yeah, don't cause Okay, okay, five G. So okay. No, not five G. I'm sorry. No, I'm gonna else. start at let five G. No, let no skip five G. We don't care about. Okay, five. I don't care about five G. That's in the past. You're stupid. That's in the past. Okay, okay, Jake. What about nuclear energy? Yeah. How how is how human? How the fuck do we get to nuclear? He, he said the only way. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The only way for humans to progress is by is by. Can we take this shot before we evolve into the next stage of humanity, bro? Yeah. Fuck yeah. This is the last shot. So okay. Last shot, and we're drinking. Some beers, I, um, some beer. tortilla, tortilla, tortilla gold. Sponsor us. I'm All right, guys. Thanks to you. So I am going to need listeners and participants. Just probably, f honestly, five to seven minutes of undivided okay. attention. Okay. Before you do that, this is going to be dense ben, information. Ben, you're into this. Alex is into this. Now I'm getting there for your sake. For everyone's sake, Jake is about to explain for the next five minutes whatever the fuck he's going to explain. So nobody, <laughs> nobody 
interrupt. No, 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 no. Jay, Unless there's go, questions, go, and raise your Jay, go, yeah. go. All right, so. Rapid fire. Albert Einstein is born in Germany, right? Comes okay. up, goes to boarding school, What's moves it? over to col- uh, college, and his first great discovery, honestly, one of Albert Einstein's greatest discoveries is the theory of relativity. And the theory of relativity doesn't matter at all because Einstein's dream, the reason he wanted to become such a great scientist was to figure out time travel. So many scientists have built off of this and Einstein's hypothetical postulate for time travel adds up. It makes perfect sense. See, the only thing you need to do is to move faster than time. And that's moving faster than the speed of light. But the only issue with moving faster than the speed of light is that nothing with mass can move faster than the speed of light without an infinite energy source. Photons. We don't, exactly. So we don't have an infinite energy source. However, Einstein also discovered the unbridled raw power of the atom. Einstein started working on the Manhattan Project. Does that have anything to do with E equals MC squared? Yes, it does. Because you see energy... I hope you understand. I hope you understand. This is a conversation between the two, you and me. Because I'm not going to lie. I love you both, but they don't understand what we're talking about. Exactly. So E equals MC squared. (laughs) Because I I want to put forth the fact that you're both retarded. Okay. So E equals MC squared... (laughs) Is the formula for the speed of light. Okay. That's E is the energy. If you're breaking down that equation, all of that equals E. You're trying to find the mass inf- times what? What's C? And basically, E equal. Uh, let me explain this. Times e, e energy equals mass C is times C. the constant squared. The constant is the speed of light. That's what that equation means. So, anyone, when you hear the equation, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're, I know you're, you're correct. I know you're going to correct me if I'm wrong. Energy equals mass times c squared which the c is the, the speed of light. it's the speed of light the ex, uh, c squared that's the acceleration of and light which is the acceleration of essentially a photon so thank you andrew and so what that what that comes out to is go fuck yourself alex is the equation for the energy needed to reach a level to reach the speed of light but again the M in that equation is the flaw because you can't have any mass I in totally that equation. I totally forgot the M. You, you can't have mass in that equation to reach the speed of light. So that was Einstein's biggest issue. That was his biggest issue with his equation. And we can still figure that out, but we don't build off of that because, well, Einstein's biggest regret. Do you guys know what that is off the top of your head? What's Einstein's greatest regret? He, uh, he I don't cheated know. on his wife. Bro, if I'm being honest, he I don't has know. A how, secret son. I don't know how we got to this conversation. And it's LeBron. Doesn't so matter. I'm gonna tell Doesn't you. Matter. I'm in it now, so I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. I'm gonna Ow, tell you. That hurt my feelings. I'm gonna tell you Einstein's greatest regret, and also one of the greatest pieces of science you can know. Do it. If you take a single hydrogen atom in your fingertip, in the beer bottle you're holding, in, in the nail on your finger, in the air that you just breathed. There's no nail on my finger. <laughs> you got, you got fucking so cuticles, many nail. bro. Look at all that nail. A single oh, okay. 
A single <laughs> hydrogen atom, when put to use in the right way, has the destructive force that was released on Hiroshima and Nagasaki tenfold. Like, that's... Imagine how many trillions of atoms you have throughout your body. A single piece of wood could power New York City for three entire days now, and now, nights. Now, now, Jake, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're a big source guy. What can back what you just set up? What can back that up? So all of these facts that I'm pretty much basing off of are directly from Stephen Hawking, who did a biography on Albert Einstein in his words. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, both of them. Um, you guys should really check this out. It's, there's a, there's several books. For the main one is called The Universe in a Nutshell by Stephen Hawking. Um, I can't wait until Neil deGrasse on this shit. Covers the next chapter that I'm about to get to. Again, I've been meaning to get into this one. I just haven't had the time. It's the dimensions of gravity, and it's talking about how gravity has eleven dimensions to it, and I I can't even fathom that. But again, that's what when you Science, my, my whole point here being is with science, we, we have two ways to look at it. Today, we look at it as, oh, coronavirus, you know, we can't go outside without our masks on. Or you can take Elon Musk's route, trying to figure out how to get retrograde on rockets so you can land it on a different planet. We, he is the archetype for somebody who is pushing us into the next stage of humanity. We need somebody, and not just somebody, we need a group of people, not scientists, but the public themselves need to understand and have an interest in our universe, in the planet as a whole, to push ourselves, because that's the front that we are at. Again, when Neil Armstrong said that we're at the final, final frontier, you know, Again, the westward expansion, the frontiers, we were conquering America. There's no other land to be explored. It's our universe. We're at an incredible point in our humanity, in our history, in the history of our universe, where we actually get to travel into the unknown, outside of our home. And while there could be no return, that's the thrill of it all. And I think... You know, again, that's the exhilaration. That's why people want to do it. And I know I would certainly love to go out into space just to see Earth from that distance, just to know that we did this. We were able to commercialize space travel. I think what Elon Musk is doing is brilliant. And even though he became the richest man in the world, I don't think he has nearly enough funding for this. Um, and I'll also say that the crutch to everything in humanity is humanity itself. There's too much ignorance. There are too many people who... Uh, the first example you can come up with is people who believe the Earth is flat. Do you think they're looking at the end of the universe and understanding that we simply cannot see further because of how far away it is? That's why we need to travel. That's why we need to get to that point where we can see farther. We are at the ends of the observable universe. The next step is to go there. And we can do that, but we don't have an understanding of anything outside of our perspective. We can't see outside of our people, outside of our country, outside of our culture. And it's scary because we are now at such a crucial point where we're either going to progress or we're going to plateau. 
and either some other generation will do it or we can do it. And I'd love to be that generation. And it looks like we could be that generation, but it also looks like we won't be that generation. And people really need to have some introspection here and look deep into this because, yeah, you know, that's greatness and that's the world. I'd rather have my kids come into a world with commercial space travel than a world where we're still trying to figure it out. That's my fucking bit, man. Someone else take me off. I agree with all of it, man. There's one thing me and Jake argue a lot about everything. Everything. But there's one thing we can agree on. It's fucking space, bud. Andrew and I can't agree on space. <laughs> I it's should so, just let that one it's marinate, beautiful. bud. Dude, honestly, it's it's such... It'll be... I, I can't wait either. Like, it's gonna be... Like, that is the future. But also, like... Everyone, you you hit this, Jake. Everyone here is so ignorant. Like no one, like we hit we hit this too before with the African, uh, like these people, not just Africa, but like other countries. Everywhere, people are still just set in their ways. They're set in this like the the ideals that society has always set for us. <laughs> Like, people are just finally starting to realize that there's more, there's more, like, than what we know. Because, again, there's we've so reached, much more we've to reached find that, out. We've reached that cap where we're realizing, okay, maybe fighting amongst ourselves isn't the, prob- isn't the solution to our problems. Maybe, again, we need to find that, that greatness that we're looking for. We're looking for that 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 answer everybody's looking for that answer and that answer is telling us as a generation it's finding as a peace people, within yourself and ex- exactly and that that's peace, where it starts the thrill of adventure the thrill of exploration is what drives man it, when you look back on history when you look back on everything your blood tells you to do it is because t- there will always be questions you can be safe or Dude, a ship is not meant to be docked at shore. We need to travel. We need to explore. We need to push ourselves. Would you, at the end of the long day, right before the fucking night, would you look at yourself and say, I could have, I I could have been more physically. I could have been more, I could have, I am upset that I didn't see the full extent of my knowledge because the brain and the capacity for it and the knowledge that we have in front of us and what we can learn about our place in the universe and what we can do, not just for the people, but for humanity itself, there is such a deep extent to it. It's endless. And like, all it is is the individual pushing themselves. And it's hard to find. Look at and this, that man. guidance isn't there. Do you understand the engineering of these microphones? Yes, yeah. I do, and it's amazing. Do you understand these... We're creating vibrations through the air. They're hitting these little fucking copper tubes inside this little ball. I'm sending information through the fucking internet. Dude, it's not Anyone could listen to this. It's not even copper tubes. This literally, inside of this microphone is an electromagnetic field that picks up the acoustic energy. Like what? It picks up the waves in an electromagnetic field, and it doesn't even, it's a, tran, it's a transducer that transfers all of this, it converts it, all of the acoustic energy into electric signal. 
and then it sends it to my audio interface, which converts it into binary code. <laughs> Which sends it to my computer, like, which actually like processes that binary code, and then can resend it out as an acoustic signal, dude. What we have. And today people in are worried about gay people shitting in their bathroom. Exactly. And it's like that's not even what we need to worry about. We could be across like, the solar system right now if human nature wasn't so caught up in itself. That's so fucking stupid. Cheers, me bad. I finished mine. Oh, wait, we got more! Give we want a beer, beer run! Bro. Give me a beer. <laughs> God damn, dude. So, Thank you, sir. To basically clear it up, I gear. <laughs> That's I, the most talk I've done in my life. <laughs> I agree. That's a good talk, boys. If it, I, we argue we, a lot, but I agree with everything idea. Jake says about yeah, space because he is actually a very intelligent person. Thank you. Everything he just said that has to come specifically um, Ew. with, uh, you know, like space, time travel, fucking the universe, man. Just like, existence and surviving it, it makes, it makes and overcoming. Sense. No. So, just yeah. No, I actually agree with what, like everything he said. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing I have to disagree with. Well, in the point of sorry to tie this all of this science talk into a spiritual aspect, when you talk about meditation and expanding your spirit, it's being able to fit yourself into that vast universe. And now we're at a point where we can have an understanding of our universe. A thousand years ago, anything that I would have said just now. It, nobody would even have the slightest idea. It, being able to understand that alone is incredible. So, again, being able to spiritually accept that you have an understanding, you are a presence in this universe. You have a place here. Even on this small rock, that's no small chance. And when you look at that, you can see how the equations of gravity tie into the equations of how to make a musical scale, how, how trees are able to plant their seeds across the planet, how right. everything is connected. And there's this, there's this beauty in it all, and it's wonderful. So, and I think that one of the backbones of being a human being, having, because again, you look at, an armadillo has its shell, a tiger has its teeth. A hawk has its talons. A human being has a sharp mind. Your responsibility as a human being is to hone that mind as sharp as you can, learn everything you can about your environment and the workings of it. And that depth and that reach and drive for knowledge is the fulfillment of being human. Yes. However, everything you just explained fits a curve. Look it up, Alex. Look it up. Um, Schizophrenia. Work. No, Fuck. no, 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 <laughs> Not no, 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 whether you're investing in stocks, whether you're photoshopping a picture, 
whether you're looking at the galaxies in the universe, whether you're, no matter what you're doing, it fits a fucking bell curve. And the uh, way, and this is the reason people know it works is because it fits a mathematical bell curve, where from zero to one, it'll have a certain slope to it. And then from on that point, don't don't quote me zero to one, but from zero to X, it'll fart. It'll 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 fart. It'll It'll fit a certain bell curve, and then it'll go up. It'll hit a peak, and then it'll come back down. uh, Say X equals six, and that's when that bell curve hits. I think it's new. Newcomb's curve. Everything everything fits a bell curve. Is it Newcomb's curve? He's Uh, looking up. Look up look up Newcomb's curve. curve. N E W C O M B. N E W C O what the fuck did he just say? I don't know. I wish there was chips though. <laughs> I got chips. All I know is more. everything fits a fucking curve. A mathematical curve, it turns into a bell curve. Okay, I typed in Newcomb's curve. The first thing that popped up is Benford's Law. Benford's yes, law. that Benford's Law. That is literally also called it. Newcomb Benford Law. Yes, the law. Yes, read it. Read it. All right, so Newcomb Benford Law, the law anomalous numbers of the first digital law is an observed observation about the frequency distribution of leading digits in many real-life sets of numerical data. The law states that in many natural that in many naturally occurring collections of numbers, the leading digital is likely to be small. In sets that the obey the law, the number one appears the leading significant digital about 30% of the t- of time, while nine appears as the leading significant digital by Isn't that the craziest thing? Dude, it took me like three days to wrap my mind around that shit. Pretzel balls. Pretzel balls. I was listening, Alex. Thank you. I'm sorry. Listening. I'm sorry to cut you off, dude. You just screamed in the mic about your pretzel balls. You you you're talking about Newcomb Benford's Law. Newcomb Benford's Law. I was trying to explain. Can you fathom a hard, crunchy pretzel in. I'm done Googling The size of a Cocoa Puff. Dude, exa- it's like you're eating Cocoa Puffs, but they're pretzels. It's such a weird sensation because you're so used to a pretzel being in a pretzel shape. I just, I can't, I Can can't. I read about this now? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm Alex, I'm really sorry. Like, it's just such a weird thing for my mind. I thought your pet peeve was interjecting and Yes, it is, people. but dude, just the concept, like, I can figure uh. out how space-time works in the ends of the universe, but a round spherical pretzel? That's the end of it. I'm sorry, dude. It's just like, that's, it doesn't make sense. I think we've actually already reached the peak of the I'm sorry, it's just the pretzels. They've been getting me for a week. We're gonna touch on it next episode. Everyone who's been listening, thank you for listening. This has been can't take a joke podcast we appreciate you listening Newcomb Benford's Law look at the fuck up Newcomb Benford's Law the reason this shit started was because a man named something Newcomb he was looking through a a, a logarithmic book 
it was it was literally it was calculus at this point he was looking through a book with logarithmic defin definitions and the reason this law came to begin was because he looked for the the first couple of pages and he realized the pages were worn the rest of the pages through the book were not as worn so that is the reason this thing came to be. It's called Nukem. Nukem is the first person who came up with it. It was 18-something. Don't fucking quote me. <laughs> Benford, and then Benford came along and realized it. But basically... We're going to see if you quote me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> keep going. Nukem. Wait, are you wrapping this yes, up? Yes, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to keep going, man. Yeah, let's keep going. Okay, okay fine, fine. I'll keep going. Newcomb, he was looking at a logarithmic logarithmic book. No, 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 book, book, book. To people who understand calculus, it's a logarithmic book. He was looking He was looking through a book of logarithmic definitions, and he he noticed that the first like I don't, I keep, don't quote me, but the first couple of pages, maybe it was actually 100. They were worn, but then the rest of them were not worn. Like, nobody looked at them. So, he applied that to the rest of life, basically. And he found that everything applies to this pattern. And the pattern is everything... Oh, my God. Everything applies to a pattern, and that pattern specifically is a bell curve. Anything, no matter what you do, whether you're podcasting, prime example, this is a podcast right here. Our view, our, our views, our listeners, they will fit a bell curve. The 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 one of the prime examples, and one of the, it was it was on a Netflix a Netflix series called Don. I don't even know what the fuck it was called, but it was on a Netflix series. Everything they did fit a bell curve. It was called Nukem. Nukem was a person that 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 brought it up. Uh, whatever the fuck another person. Belford. Nukem Belford. I have a question. Belford was the person that brought it up. Everything fit this curve. It was a bell curve. No matter what you do, it no. I'm gonna no. It would no matter what you do, it fits this bell curve. So do you think the amount of pretzel balls I'm eating? Yes, it's gonna fit, fit the bell about. curve. Give me one, one of the prime smell. examples really was 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 radio dating paintings, and the way they radio dated it, radio dated it, was due to whatever the fuck it was. I'm losing my point, man. Everything fits the curve. Let's wrap it up. Those bell curves. Yes, yeah, sir. We've, we've killed the handle. I'm mm -hmm. losing my point. Thank you for listening to Can't Take a Joke Podcast. Listen to us next week. We'll be here with another topic. No matter what it is, we're going to be there. Alex, what do you got to say? You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Yo, you got an iPhone? You got an Android? You can find us anywhere. Take two minutes. Just you got a penis? You have a vagina? Okay. Now, okay, okay, Look okay. it up. Ben, maybe, what do you got Maybe say, you ben? have a micro penis. <laughs> maybe you have... A fat clitoris. <laughs> Probably. Look us up everywhere. Can't Take a Joke podcast. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate Whatever it. you got, ben, check us out. I want to say thank you to Ben really quick for joining us on this podcast. You've been an ex excellent guest today. 
So if you can take a second out of your time, please visit us and follow us. If you like what you heard, hit that link button. Tortilla tequila. Tortilla <laughs> tequila. Tequila. <laughs> Go, baby. Go. Peace. Have a, have a good night. Peace.